Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 125 for March 28th, 2018, and you may be wondering what happened to Phil Pinsky. I am not Phil Pinsky. I am your host for this week and co-host usually, I guess. I don't know. Tim Sway. With me, as always, is Bill Lutz, and unfortunately, Phil has bitten off more than he can chew this week, and he could not make it. But before we get into that, I want to go through our Patreon list first real quick. I would like to thank our top Patreon supporters this week, which are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. That was awesome. That was brilliant. You're hired. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, uh, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, and... Paul Jackman. What? What, what the what? 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 That's right. It is El Nino. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Peanut Butter Jackman in the flesh. I love it. It is true. And first, I want to apologize if I missed any of our Patreon supporters because Phil had kept his secret list. Uh, we'll get you next week twice if I did. Uh, and <laughs> and Paul last week said that he, you know, when we said, hey, maybe I could get Paul Jackman, uh, you know, onto the, Phil was like, no, absolutely not, no. And so really what happened is we just decided not to tell Phil when recording this week, and instead we brought Mr. Paul Jackman in. <laughs> well, it's his own fault. I mean, he basically showed us how to do the podcast without him, so... I he mean, never should have given me the keys. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want me to drive the car, don't give me the keys. Yeah. <laughs> The keys are absolutely not in this cabinet, and the security code is absolutely not one zero eight. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. So, um, but no. But seriously, Phil could not make it. But I'm here in Altoona, Pennsylvania, um, outside of the uh, Carolina Boot Factory with Paul, and the, the two of us are. Well, Paul, you're here for like the whole week. Do you want to explain what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm here uh, for the week at the Carolina Shoe Factory, and we are going through and making our own pair of boots. Um, me and Tim are going through the next couple of days, and we're making. Uh, some special boots for Tim. I'll let him talk about that. And then uh, the couple days after that, I'll be there with Andrew Setters. He's the guy that All won right. my, my 100,000 subscriber giveaway. Where's the trumpet? Nice. Oh, wait. No, wait. you put it away. <laughs> <laughs> the trumpet. The, too, too late. Too late. Wait, no, no. That's oh, not too, no, never I too late. It, I got it. I got it. Okay. okay. Phil, <laughs> Phil can edit it. He moves, he moves slow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. So, electric, so, electric trumpet. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be making boots with Andrew Setters, and uh, he, he won the giveaway, so he gets to go through the boot camp and go through the process and make his own pair of boots, and he just happens to be uh, a part of the community, and he's got a small channel and, and all that Andrew. stuff, too. I love Andrew. Yeah. He's great. He's an I've awesome guy. To, I've yet to uh, have him on the podcast, but I, you know, I'm the executive uh, decision maker, so... Yeah, and we'd also like to thank Keith Decent for financing Paul Jackman this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. so so Paul and I are here. Um, you know, Paul's been working with Carolina for about a year now, and, and we all know that my son has been working with Carolina for about six months, uh, Vance Maker. And, Bill, you're wearing a, a pair of Carolina boots right now they gave you. and uh, Phil, probably. I, I actually went out, I like these so much I went out and bought another pair. Just a oh, little really? darker that matches my other belt. 
That's how much I like these wow. kind of shoes. <laughs> wow. That's Those are my that's dress a... pair. So I have my work pair that I'm wearing now and my dress pair. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're, you know, they're great boots. And they, they contacted me uh, several months ago about doing a video. And, and since I'm so outspokenly, what well, well, should we, you know, I'm so um, broccoli uh, <laughs> related. Oriented. Uh, oriented, yeah. I'm so outspokenly vegetarian. I was like, oh, I, I can't just, like, make a, you know, promote a leather product on my channel. It just wouldn't be good for anybody. I, and I said, thank you so much for thinking of me. And if you ever make a vegetarian version of your boots, I'm, I'm all in. And that was about six months ago or so. And since then, I've actually been staying in contact with them. I've been talking with, with David, who is like the head designer for the company. He went to China. He brought back a bunch of samples of some different synthetic materials, all this stuff. It's just an, it's been an amazing thing that's culminated in me being here right now, making like the first pair of vegetarian-friendly Carolina boots. Um, that's kind of awesome stuff, too. It's kind of a big deal. but uh no it's been super cool it's been amazing that they were willing to try this and so what we're and and so paul is also a vegetarian uh just he's not as loud about it whatever the opposite of outspoken is (laughs) (laughs) mild mild mannered it's been i don't know almost three years really i didn't notice that when you were here like oh speaking oh go ahead uh but i I, I, are you coming this year do i need to make room for you i'll be there you're gonna so you're at the house i might bring the wife too Yes. All right. Casey's going to be so happy. I had to ask that. <laughs> she she wanted to know, make sure that you were coming. So yeah. right, you're, you're on the list. So for those Enough. who don't know what they're talking about, it's this year's Maker Fair, the Bay Area Maker Fair, which is very close to Bill's house, and, and uh, Paul's going to crash on his floor, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss it for anything. That's yeah, so the, awesome. The, the show is really at Bill's I'm, house. I'm, I'm not a flake like Phil, so. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, he's All not right. here, so I can say that. Yeah, back the bus up. Let's keep him coming. <laughs> He is editing though, so we gotta be sorry, careful. Sorry, Phil. Yeah, there's a good chance that none I'm, of this. Part. I'm never, I'm never getting back on here. <laughs> yeah, if, he, if he's got like you know three or four drinks in him, he's just gonna go delete, 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 <laughs> delete. <laughs> Any part where I talk, yeah, he's, he's just, cutting that out. <laughs> it's just gonna be replaced with unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> now, unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. <laughs> but. <laughs> Hey, back yep. to boots. Focus. Come on, focus. Back to boots. So we're so we're here. Um, you know, Paul is also like we started today. Today's Monday that we're recording this, and by the time that this airs, we'll be done. But we started making our boots today. We're going through every step of this amazing process. And what I love about the factory is that there's like, and you'll see this in the videos that Paul and I will be releasing. There's like there's antique machines like right next to like state of the art like you know CNC type machines, and um, and we're going through every step of the process making these vegetarian boots out of a couple different materials. Uh, and what I'm hoping to happen is that we'll generate enough interest to persuade Carolina into making a, a small run of these boots in their American factory here that we're at. Because, like, you know, I just think that would be super cool to have a, another opportunity out there for. So if you are listening and you are interested in a pair of vegetarian friendly Carolina boots, what's the hashtag we came up with? Just sway Carolina. I think yeah. we we're going to. Just, just instead of doing some silly pun that I'll be able to type wrong, <laughs> nobody will remember my name and their names. Just hashtag Sway Carolina. Count me in. You know, hashtag Sway Carolina. I would love a pair of vegetarian boots. We want to inundate social media with this. If you know, if you're sincerely interested and would be willing to buy them, so to get them the to make a run. Place, where's the best place to do that? Instagram, Instagram? Twitter, Facebook, anywhere. Right, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna do that right. It's good looking stuff too. It's amazing. It's it's. it's I can't wait to reveal these yeah. these boots. That we're, by the time the podcast is out, we'll have. Oh photos. yeah, we'll be we'll be. There'll be a hundred pictures of us yeah. strutting around in them. Yep. So, 
Yeah. Because oh basically every camera shot now in my shop is going to be on the floor. Because I'm, <laughs> I've been waiting for this day for like 20 years to have a pair of vegetarian work boots that were worth wearing. <laughs> <laughs> great, great podcast yeah. fodder. Yeah, pause the podcast while we post. <laughs> well, you, you guys talk boots. I'm going to hashtag He's... some Sway Carolina. Okay, well, why don't we... Um, Lead by example. I mean, that's pretty much our, what we've been working on. You know, do you have anything else you want to talk about? About what you, I know you have some projects coming out you might want to talk about. It's a video that just posted tonight, I think. Yeah, so I just uh, launched a video. It's a, a baseball chair, and it's, it's, it's uh, hard to describe. It's, it's a three-foot diameter baseball that's in the shape of a chair, basically. So it's a big segmented piece, so basically just a segmented bowl with a disc on top to make it like a solid piece. And it's cut in half, like two halves of a baseball, and one's the seat and one's the back. And I power carved it down to shape, just like freehand it. So it's two big dough. Didn't you also, uh, at uh, Atlanta, didn't you have uh, a lot of people help you carve that down? So I worked with Arbortech and in New Jersey at the woodworking show. Oh, that's what and it was, yeah. It was, it was a live demo. So what I did is I glued together those giant domes, loaded them up in the element, and drove them to Jersey. And I just carved and made a huge mess at, at the show. And uh, Keith Decent stopped by, and he helped me out. And um, Tech Ed Fireman and, and, and a few other guys. And um, nice. had a blast. And you get to see the, the mess in the video, too. So. Oh, cool. I, I watched it today, uh, for probably minutes after you published it. It was awesome. It was the Sawdust awesome. Angels. Did, yeah, did, you, did, you, did you write first as your comment? I don't do that because by the time I can remember to, I'm usually like 30th. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just, and, uh, getting older, you know. But by the way, for in case there's one or two of you who don't know who Paul Jackman is, Paul Jackman is a, a, a woodworker. He specializes primarily in reclaimed and upcycled materials like we do, so he does belong here. And he also specializes in just sort of taking really big things, making them small, and then making them big again, and, and sort of like the, the – he does a lot of amazing work where he just really like works the wood. He just takes it from one place to another that you wouldn't expect and uh, puts a lot of labor into it. So if if you don't know who he is, go go check him out at Paul Jackman, and that's why not, not he's this, here. Not this latest video. Actually, that's all store-bought, you know, um, killing the environment wood. But right. normally, yeah. normally. Sustainably harvested yes. okay. two-by-fours. And, you know, oh. by the way, I had like a half a dozen aluminum baseball bats I could have lent you if yeah. you asked that are used, that were thrown out. That's what I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. Hey, so where did you get the... That's uh, where the, they all are. Where'd you, where'd you <laughs> get I could the, not uh, find a baseball bat because <laughs> Tim has them all. Yeah. Where did you get the, the thread thing and the, uh, the, the die and tap? That, I don't even know. I think it was like uh, um, Instructables. I think I won it in a contest. I got to no find kidding. a link. It was, it was so easy to use, too. I was surprised. Yeah, like, I'm going uh, to be that using that handy. again. That was the first time I'd ever used it, so I got to find a link for that. Can you imagine yeah. all the spindles and everything you can now instead of trying to, you know what I mean? That, and, oh, yeah. So what, I ended up grabbing some T-ball bats at Walmart, which I feel horrible about, but... I was trying to find used baseball bats. The cheapest thing I could find was like 40, 50 bucks for a wood baseball bat. Yeah. And they were $10. They were T-ball bats at Walmart. But the, the handle of them was exactly an inch in diameter where which I needed perfect. to thread it on, mm -hmm. which is what the, the tap and die set was for an inch. That's awesome. So it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. cool. All right. How about, how about you, Bill? What have you been working on? Uh, I am making a run of guitars and uh, I'm excited about it. I've already I've already uh, got some orders in. That how cool is that? I've decided to make some guitars to sell, and people are already buying them sight unseen. And I don't They're know how deal. it happened. Yeah. I don't know how this happened. I was on my last one. I, you know, I, I'm starting with the run of four. I'm on my last one, 
and before I knew what was happening, it turned into a left-handed guitar. Oh, you just made it left-handed by accident? <laughs> I, yeah, I just... So I now have, uh, if anybody wants, I have one left-handed guitar for sale, cigar box guitar. Uh, they're they're going to be acoustic. They are really cool. Some neat design ideas that I'm using, learning. Everything's cool, but that's what I've been working on, posting pictures on Instagram. So... I think it's cool. I, I think there's a market out there for people wanting to learn how to play a simple instrument, and I'm very simple. <laughs> well, I, you know, I love the the idea of making music accessible, kind of like making, you know, making accessible, which is Correct. one of the things a lot of us try to do with our YouTube videos. And I think like ten years ago, I might have been like, oh, that's not a real guitar or whatever, like you know. But it, you know what? If you want to you want to play songs and, and you want to enjoy music and you want to be a part of it, I, I think the cigar box guitar is absolutely the way to go. And it is. I mean, the market's going to grow. Yeah. At 50, 50 years old, I, I watched a YouTube video. I started making these things, and now I'm learning how to play. I'm actually making music. I, I'm I'm creating... Well, uh, let's not get carried away. <laughs> well, okay, let's say I'm making sound that rhythmically sounds like music that's been made before. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> okay, all right. But no, seriously, uh, uh, that's that's what it's all about. This is a big movement that I that I caught on to here. There's a, there's a lot of people into it. Uh, that has been around for a couple hundred years. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting, and, and anybody can learn. And people that, like you, who are an actual – did you know, uh, Paul, Tim used to be in a band. That's true. all I heard about today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ever since we got to Pennsylvania, yeah. that's – but, but serious musicians like you, I mean, guys that are – the real deal uh pick these things up and they have fun with them uh there's a lot of videos of, of musicians that are playing with these now teaching other people how to play them the slide guitar is so easy to, to actually start i mean one finger chords and playing songs that you've known your whole life now you can be a part of that so anyway that's mm. that's what i'm doing the rest the rest of, okay and thank you good night <laughs> um Excellent. Yeah, and I think that I mean, you know, I'm I'm making stuff and I'm making my my boots. So I think we covered that segment. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we Paul can get made right a into big the... baseball. Yeah, giant baseball. Paul made a giant baseball. I'm making some veggie boots, and you are making guitars. I I, I think real, before we get going, you had mentioned that uh, one of the things about the the tour you guys just went on. Uh, I don't know why this stuck in my mind. Well, actually, I do, and I'll say it right now. You said that it was really cool during the tour. You saw all these antique machines sitting by these. Uh, Right next to a state of the art, it's kind of what I'm looking at right now. It's like this antique Tim with the state of the art Paul. So hey, can you I'd see this, it. buddy? Oh. Can you see this tool? Yeah. Oh, that. that's 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 an antique um, uh, sway all, uh, an all poker sway. I, lo- I love you, Bill. <laughs> Damn right you do. Oh, yep, yeah. I've been I've been feeling that. I've been feeling that this week. Right. <laughs> Hanging out with the millennials here. Um, okay, <laughs> so our topic is. Oh, I just actually we just, we changed it. Who's the oldest member of the podcast? Bill. That's the name of the topic this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's um, <laughs> uh, the the topic is uh, oops, I did it again. And Bill and I we sort of hashed this out in the pre-show, like we do, as our Patreon supporters know. And um, we had different ideas of what that meant, and so. Uh, why don't you, why don't you start, Bill, with what you were thinking about, and maybe lead us in with an example. Um. Oh, well, way to put me on the spot. Uh, I was just hang on. Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Millennial. Can you mute the cell phone while we record the podcast, please? <laughs> so I, you, I thought, I thought for <laughs> me, like, oops, I did it again, would be like when you're 
guest hosting on a podcast and you allow technology to interfere with the re- recording of that podcast. It's like, whoops, I did it again. As, as a millennial, I'm contractually obligated to keep my phone on at all times. <laughs> it, it cannot leave my hands. I don't know. Uh, for me, I mean, the idea came up a, a couple of pre-shows ago. And um, it's... And I want to mention Keith Decent kind of, we were trying to figure out, you know, mm. a way to conceptualize it. So Keith came up with, uh, uh, it's so wrong, it's just right. You know, it's it may, maybe in the shop doing things that are not exactly the way you're, that things are intended. Using tools like you're not supposed to. Um, you know, I, I don't know how many times over the years I've had somebody tell me, you can't do that while I'm doing it. I'm actually completing this thing. I'm doing this thing. And somebody says, you can't do that. That's, you know, that's not what that tool is made for. Well, I don't have what you have. That uh, This is what I got. And I make it work for whatever I want. So is there an example you guys can think of? Um, like for me, for example, one of the things that I do is the bandsaw. I use it to carve things you know like uh, jimmy's like an expert at you see jimmy all the time whipping something out real quick and he backstrokes on the bandsaw to kind of carve with a little bit as opposed to you know and i've done Mm. that for years and years and years that's you can't do that that's not the way a bandsaw so you know it's dangerous blah blah what what do you guys think or what do you have an example of that maybe paul i'm sure i think everything you do is so wrong it's right but yeah, yeah. Yeah, why don't you start? <laughs> Any, anything involving wood glue, pretty much. <laughs> How does it's it like taste? My, my, my most popular comment is just why. Right. Just that. Why with a question mark. And then I, my response is exactly. <laughs> that's what I, I want people asking questions and thinking. Yeah. So, why would you build this? Why, why, yeah. Why would you tear apart 20 pallets and glue them together and make a workbench? It's like, why not? Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah, no. What, what about you, Tim? Are you, are you into? Uh, have you ever used a tool for not its intended purpose, or or used a process, maybe a finish that you're not supposed to use on something, or not a certain way you're supposed to apply something? I think you, I think most tools. <laughs> I think I use that way, <laughs> and I and I you know some of it's because I'm self-taught, and so like there's definitely some things that I just did that I kind of learned later, and I was like, whoa, I probably shouldn't be holding the skill saw with the blade facing me. You know, <laughs> 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 you kind of, you know, or there's, or there's times where you're, you're trying to reach a spot with an angle grinder and you're flipping it upside and you're like, okay, I think I can get an ounce. And then the sparks just go right in your face and, yeah, you know, yeah, and like things yeah. like that. I still do that. Um, and, and I, but I attribute a lot of them to something that all three of us have in common is that all three of us are left-handed. Uh-huh. Oh, um, hey. And there's, there's something about that too with tools where like you end up just like holding them wrong and using them wrong uh, because they're not designed for us, you know. That's why I bought a left-handed hammer. Oh, yeah. I need to get one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I built yeah. one. It's like the vegan boots. It's a special order type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you do you guys stand? Because I know I do a lot of things just because left-handed was inconvenient. So there's many many things that I do right-handed naturally. Um, but one of the things in the shop that I notice that I do, and to me it seems like it's a little safer, is I stand on the opposite side of my table saw than where most people usually stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. To the so left I mean, or to the right? Uh, I guess I'm mostly, I'm feeding it, because the fence is on the right, so I'm yep. feeding it in with my right hand. That's where my push stick would be. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. It just seems like, one of the things I, it seems like right-handed people do is they lean over the table saw when they're pushing through, and it's almost like because I'm left-handed, I can stand straight up and down. I don't know. Maybe that's just, maybe I'm taller, I guess. I'm not no, that I, tall, but. I, th- I think I understand what you're saying, yeah, because I, I do find that my, my weaker hand is on the push stick. 
Right. Um, but that puts my body on the other side of the blade, like the left of the blade, sort of. I feel like, but maybe I would. I mean, I guess I a right-handed person would also. Maybe the, maybe I'm on the, the wrong fence, side of the blade. So the fence is on the right. Yeah, because you have to most of the time. You're a right-handed person, so you're you're strong hand. Well, I don't know. It's yeah, just, but see, not. that's the thing. I maybe probably this... am not making any sense at all, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but that's the thing about being left-handed, and only other left-handed people get it. That there's like all these little things that just never really translate. A miter saw is probably a better example. Yeah, yeah. You got my, the uh, handles on one which side. Which side are you supposed to cut on? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to cut on the because the handle's always on the right side. Right side, but so does that mean you're supposed to have your waist go to the left side or the right side? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. who knows? <laughs> <laughs> because we're left because we're left-handed, we don't know. Well, especially like when it comes to welding, you know, when you when you weld to the left, it just makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> <laughs> They're both nodding their heads, looking at me like. Right. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on past that. <laughs> um, I was thinking that "Oops, I did it again" meant more about like I'm about to do something and I know it's wrong, but I'm doing it anyways. And what I always go back to with this is uh, probably because I don't have a left-handed version of the hammer, but like <laughs> like seventy-five percent of the time when I'm using a hammer or mallet, like the third stroke, I'm saying I should not be trying to force this into that. And then the fourth stroke is when it breaks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you would think I would have learned, or or the other one is that you're just you're doing a quick jig, and so you're like, I don't need to pre-drill. I'm just gonna run this sheetrock screw into these two pieces of pine, you yeah. know, and then it cracks, and now you gotta make a new jig, or you gotta you know flip it around or whatever, screw it in another spot. And it's like it's not like it's some huge thing. Sometimes it is with a hammer, but it's one of these things that. You know, and every time I do it, I'm like, "Why the heck did I just let myself do that?" I'm going, "This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. I broke it." You know, I my example for that, and I I I have done it countless times. I have a cordless drill in one hand. I've got a piece of wood in the other, and it's a small drill bit. I'm just drilling a little tiny hole, and it's a small piece of wood. So I'm holding it, and I know. I'm going to drill through this, and right before I break through the wood, I'm going to move my hand. I shouldn't be doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. Every stinking time, I'm drilling through it. And I'm like, okay, i got to move my hand before, bam, and I get, and I bite my finger every time. And, it, again, it's always with a tiny piece of wood and a small drill bit, so it's never horrible. A lot of times it doesn't even bleed. Maybe yeah. that's just poor circulation. Uh, <laughs> but, seriously, I do it every time. I'm like, I, I should just take the time to go get a clamp, put it on the bench, and that's the thing is it's, it's usually I'm in the middle of doing something and you should just clamp it down and that way you're not, your hand's not holding it while you drill in that one little tiny corner every stinking time. I'm like, not this time. Something in my brain goes, not this time. I'm going to actually, right before it breaks through, I'm going to move my hand and then hold it and pop it through. And no, every time it goes through. <laughs> every time. Hits yeah. my finger. Yeah. So that yeah, would be but... an oops I did it again in that respect. Paul? Mm-hmm. How about you, buddy? I don't know. I mean, going no, back to like... He's perfect. He's a millennial. Yeah, he doesn't do anything wrong. I haven't been old enough to make a mistake before. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. What, okay, what about with technology, filming and stuff? Is there is there stuff that you do that you know is not going to work, like a, an, an angle? It's like, you know what? This time, this shot is going to work, and it does, or something like that. Something in technology, millennial. What? 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 They know he's perfect there too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going back to the old tools, um, or, or like old ways of using tools, or, or, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, different ways. Like 
my background is in uh you know going to trade school and stuff and i I was lucky to work with a bunch of like old woodworkers and carpenters that have been doing it for 50 60 years and like they have all these old little like little tricks and stuff that i've picked up and i use now and i'll put it in my videos and stuff and not even think about it and uh people will pick up on that and sometimes it's a good tip and sometimes it's like a shortcut that maybe i shouldn't be doing right Um, yeah like i don't know plunge cutting with a jigsaw is something that comes to mind yeah. If you've ever done that, you set it up oh, yeah, like upside on, down and on the backside and plunge it in. See, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Which I, I still think is safe, but like from a video perspective, when you're seeing it, like logically, I don't think it is. I've been doing it for years too. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's not that hard to do. Um, but yeah, I think logically, it's probably not safe. And the only thing I think that could happen dangerous is you'd snap the blade and it might pop out at you, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not gonna send you to the hospital. I mean, it might because right, you're behind the blade. It might so. suck, you know. Actually, I don't even gonna... think that blade would. How many times have you ever caught on a jigsaw or or a sawzall? And the blades don't break; they bend. Bend, yeah, they bend. <laughs> I bent they... millions of them. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I don't even think and, yeah. maybe it's not it's not yeah, unsafe at all. But yeah, I can see how it would look like you're not. That's a good example. You can't do that. <laughs> did you? I did, uh, I did that when I was making my um, the dragon cage. Thing. I think I, I there's a, in the video I, I did a plunge cut with the uh, jigsaw. And yeah. I, yeah. And somebody said, you can't use a jigsaw like that. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, a, what, a, this maybe is a little off topic. Have you ever met somebody that had done something over and over again? Or maybe it's like a little kid. A little kid falls down, they scrape their knee, and they get up and they go playing. But as soon as you point it out, oh my gosh, you scraped your knee, it's bleeding, they start crying. Oh yeah, they, they 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 teach you that at the parenting school that I went to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my wife taught me that. She, you know, like I remember the first time when Maddie was little and she like fell. I'm like, oh my god, are you okay? My wife's like, excited on that, you know, because then she starts crying, you know. But it's like if you just like, and I do that with Vance, and I'm like, you're fine, get up, you know. And then I look, I'm like, oh crap, maybe I need to call a doctor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's that. You know, you mentioned the the bandsaw, and I, I did a, a video not too long ago where I did that thing where you're talking about where you you carve on the bandsaw, and someone commented on that saying like, like did anybody else get angry when he did that? You know, on the on the the bandsaw, like to try to you know sort of I guess rally, and uh, you know I, my my response to it was oh you know when you were supposed to be doing that with a hint, my response was oh I'm sorry I wasn't being slow and inefficient. You know, like I'll do that next time. You know, because it's, there's nothing dangerous about that if you push too hard, I guess. But if you push too hard going forward, it's dangerous and you can pop the blade off. You know. I think anytime you uh, you go outside of the manufacturer's recommend, you know, dations out of that little pa- no, the paper that the, the yeah. But you know, if you if you read that, you can't even a, plug the thing I, in. But if you if you follow that, you wouldn't be able to plug it in or turn it on. You can't right. use the. It says the first thing it says is this tool is dangerous. Do not use it. Like right. that's the then step two is plug it in, turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's a, a fairly common technique too. Like a common procedure is carving on the bandsaw. I think so. It's like yeah. like cove cutting on the table saw. Exactly. Like people people have have seen that in my videos and been like, oh, you you can't do that. But like that's like a classic woodworking technique. No, that, that's exactly it. Stuff. Is, yeah. I think uh, there's two things that's going on. People that are maybe new to making are seeing things. And not just like, you know, recently, recently, but like since YouTube is, in the, especially in the maker world, is, is really blossomed, people are seeing things they never would have dreamed of because before that, it was the, the only thing you'd ever watch would be um, this old house. And, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's all so straight you're cuts. See, yeah. You're seeing mm-hmm. things that, that you didn't grow up with. And again, most I'm old, man. Most of the stuff I learned, I learned from other people showing me, hey, 
do it like this. It's a lot quicker. It's a lot, you know, get this done. Um, here's another way to do it. Well, all of a sudden now, again, it's like you find out that you're not supposed to be. Uh, here's one I'll hear for. I have a, <laughs> I have a nice set of chisels. I do. Oh, I, God, I don't use go. them. I don't use them. I have a nice set of chisels that are, I just, I don't carve with chisels that I would need those. But I've got a whole toolbox. The top of my toolbox is filled with all the chisels that I use to pound with, to open paint cans, to scrape glue off. And it's like, I, I forgot who it was, but somebody, somebody did the same thing. It's like, you can't use a chisel like that. I'm like, well, here, somebody told you that you can't use it like that. That's fine for you. But if I break this chisel, one, I don't care. Two, I can sharpen it and fix it. It's not that big of a deal. And three, I'm not you. I mean, it's like, you know what I'm saying? What if What if you were alone on a desert island with a can of paint and a chisel and nothing else? Right, exactly. <laughs> I guess you just what what if it's a Lee Nielsen <laughs> chisel or something? Yeah. I don't care. It's like... I, I don't know, but but it, that's that's the thing is I know people that have done things and somebody told them that that was unsafe or wrong and then they stopped doing it even though they've been doing it forever and it's like well you're not supposed to do it that way because somebody told me you know well, like it's been working for you all this time we're not talking about tongue testing if the electricity's on hmm. you know oh yeah done that <laughs> in a car not in a house you know twelve volt but um, to bring it back to to reclaimed we could look at this too about the materials that we use because all three of us use you know, quote, unorthodox uh, materials. And, you know, I always like to talk about, and, uh, you know, I say, like, well, if you find a Maloof chair in the dumpster, you can do whatever the hell you want with it because you pulled it out of a dumpster. Correct. Like, you know, which is, you know, somewhat controversial and obviously don't do that. You know, save the chair. <laughs> but um, that's, you know, that's sort of the idea. Like, we're, we're dealing with reclaimed materials and what we're, we're all trying to do is sort of push boundaries of what we can do with them. And, you know, Paul is, is a, a perfect example of that with his... Um, interpretation of palettes uh maybe like like your shot glasses for instance yep you want to tell us about those for all the people that the 1.5 million people that have hated you on the internet for <laughs> for anybody who hasn't hated hated against me for that yeah it, it was basically um just ripping apart a ton of palettes it was probably a dozen different palettes and using the slats planing them down smooth gluing them together cutting them apart again gluing them back together so i had like a mosaic pattern it was like I don't know, maybe three different glue ups and then turning them on the late. So it creates like this really cool pattern with the, the pattern of the wood and then you turn it. So you're cutting it at an angle. So you get these really cool textures and patterns with like a, this whole variety of, of woods, you know, all these different hardwoods and everything that are in the pallets. And um, that's, that's probably an oops, I did it again every time that I get a pallet load and start taking them apart. Like, I think it's a great idea because the end products always end up really cool. Right. But like that, that beginning step of tearing the, the pallets apart is just miserable every time. You know what's funny is is Kyle Toth, Rich McNatt, Carl Jacobson, they'll do that exact same thing, but they'll use beautiful exotic hardwoods to do yeah. it. Yeah. And everybody thinks they're genius. But just because you started <laughs> off by destroying something and then putting it back together in the way you wanted it, that makes it wrong. I guess. Yeah, and then, well, then the, there's the, you know, the, the reason everybody hated him was because he made shot glasses, which were obviously for promotional use. and Yeah, they're, and, they're wood shot glasses. Like, yeah, you don't drink not, out of pallet wood shot glasses, like, obviously. I, I thought did, it was obvious. Yeah. But. Did, well, <laughs> how'd you finish it? Um, I used Waterlocks tongue oil on it. So, the, 
The tongue oil is food safe. Yeah, c- cut with napalm. Any, you know. any finish, any <laughs> a little finish, bit of asbestos. Yeah. If you put it, if you put on a, a finish that dried to a to a, a hard like the water lock should have mm-hmm. been food safe as long as it's cured. It's food safe. Yep, because it's kind of like a well, resin. Yeah, in theory, you could. It's actually now coating the wood. So you're Correct. not actually drinking it's, from the it, wood, right? You're, but it's, it's putting it, a barrier between. Yeah. And you're, it's also it's alcohol. It's 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 Which already. Is, yeah. It's it's cleansed itself. Field it'll surgery, kill, man. The they pour they pour so. whiskey on your wound and use a rusty saw to chop off your leg. I mean, come on. How how bad could it be? A wooden shot glass. <laughs> I drink out of it. I know you would, but we're not really talking about your habits. So. I, I, I do not endorse that message. Yeah. <laughs> Contractually, according to the Carolina Shoe, I do not endorse that message. Uh, okay. So, uh, um, work boots made you? out of banana peels. What do you think? Oh, I lost you for a second. Um, Bill, can you think no. of... <laughs> okay, uh, Paul. <laughs> yes, this is a two-person podcast. Now. We lost Bill and Phil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you think of something that you do that you know you shouldn't do, and you're actually trying to make a conscious effort to not do it? Like, like you know, not wear your safety glasses or not wear a respirator oh, okay. when standing. Do you have anything like that? that I you're never like, wear a respirator. I never. Okay, I just. I never do. But ninety percent of the sanding I do, I've got a vacuum hooked up to mm. my sander so uh, there's minimal dust there um yeah uh, safety glasses i'm i'm pretty good now i'm i'm but that's a good one it's not always wearing them you should whenever you're in the shop you should be wearing them well because you're you're the cowboy of the three of us for sure that's why i was throwing it on you um probably the, the respirator is probably the best one uh not mm. having proper ventilation when i weld mm. uh welding <laughs> Welding on um, galvanized metal, you should yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, I don't do it so often. I can see if, if, if I'm a guy that puts up chain link fence and I'm constantly welding on galvanized metal, I'm going to use a respirator. I'm outside. You know what I'm saying? All of these things. People see me do it once in a video, and I, and I weld once every four months. Hmm. I'm just not, you know what I mean? It's like I smoked for 37 years before I quit. Uh, having a little bit of of welding fumes now and again not properly ventilated is probably not going to kill me you know know. i i think that's a pretty good point too because like obviously we're we're looking at this as you know quote content creators where people see you know we we take a job that took us 10 hours we condense it into 10 minutes right people see one scene and then they make this assumption about your 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 behavior you know based on that and i've welded galvanized steel and i'm once or twice in my life and and i'm probably going to be okay you know because of it but absolutely if i was doing it all day you gotta you know i i I would say this the biggest thing that i do and i'm trying not to do consciously making an effort not to do it is to not make scenes in my videos look dangerous because i do want to make you know responsible Mm -hmm. decisions so if somebody's watching i mean i'm not you know, all critical about myself, but using a push stick because I know that the angle of the the shot looks like my hand is too close to the blade. Somebody might see it and get the wrong idea and get hurt. Yeah, okay, so I'll use the push stick every time. When the camera's off, do I use the push stick every time? No, I do not. In fact, I rarely use a push stick. If 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 the blade has got enough width between the fence and the, and what I'm working on, if my finger fits through it, <laughs> it usually does. That's what pushes the wood through. So well, you know, as an aspiring cigar box guitar professional player, yes. 
you should probably start using the push stick, you know? <laughs> I would hate to see your music career end so quickly at such a young age. But but again, I go back to it's, it's it, uh, you know, first of all, safety is, is everybody's own responsibility. Yep. Um, one of the things I see a lot of people doing that use the table saw, whether you have a push stick or not, that they're doing wrong, is they're putting their weight forward. If, if, if you're putting that pressure, pushing that piece of wood through the table saw, if anything gives even a little bit, that is going to lose your balance. You're going to go and, down into it. And you're it, yeah. going forward into it before you can catch yourself. If, yeah. you are, if you are pushing almost like pushing away from the wood when you're pushing it through, if you slip your balance, you're going to go backwards. Or even mm-hmm. if your finger gets close to the blade or the wood kicks back, you're still going already. You're already ready to go away from the blade. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's and, and people will use a push stick and be leaning over the top of the table saw with all their might trying to get this thing through. It's like, dude, if you slip, your face is going to get cut in half. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, those, those physics lessons. Yeah, that's something that comes with age, Paul. The understanding of how the world works. I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> well, I've seen... Now, Paul came to my shop. He put a piece of wood on the table saw and just glared at it, and it cut itself. He didn't even have to push. <laughs> People think those are video editing tricks. It's it's legit. I know. <laughs> yeah. S- similar similar to Bill, I try to avoid certain stuff in my videos to get comments. So I, I try to avoid like the uh, things that be could be uh, misconstrued as being like very sensual and and stuff like that, like slow motion uh, finish <laughs> and and, and uh, you know s- certain shaped objects and stuff. But I'm I don't know. I don't think I'm doing a very good job at, at avoiding that. What about you, Mr. Uh, Sway? What, what, what do you know that you do uh, that's not sensual? Uh, <laughs> Everything. <laughs> uh, uh, that you probably shouldn't be doing. You know, you're trying. You're making an effort not to do it anymore. Yeah, my my uh, my biggest thing is like I always wear safety glasses because I don't like stuff in my eyes. That just freaks me out. I got like one of those, um, you know. Um, I always wear steel-toed or safety-toed shoes. That's like, you know, a a thing for me that's pretty important. Um, And recently, I I was really bad about hearing protection uh, because I just didn't like wearing them. They were, you know, I I felt like I was, it was disconnecting me from the work. I had the same problem playing music. Like, I felt like I was disconnected from music when I wore hearing protection. Did I mention I was in a band? There it is. All right, I got it out of the way. All right, got it out. (laughs) Uh, but I've gotten better about that because of uh, uh, Senior Hackman here uh, turned me on to uh, a, a, the 3M cans that have the radio built in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I invested in them after I broke my last crappy pair. And, uh, and they're comfortable and they work. And, I, and So I wear those a lot now. But respiration, I'm still like I need to. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't just wear the bandana. Yeah. yeah, hearing protection, yeah. I'm better about that, but I'm still bad about putting the mask on. I just hate wearing the mask. It fogs up your glasses and... I, you know, so I just pull the bandana up, which I get a lot of flack for on the internet uh, for using the bandana. Sometimes now I put a paper mask on and then I pull the bandana over the paper mask to cover it just to keep the rep up. <laughs> I'm getting better about it, but that's, I, uh, every once in a while I just find myself, I'm, you know, I, I look around the shop and I'm like, man, I probably should open a window. Like mm-hmm. this isn't, you know, in the winter it's, you know, you don't want to open the doors. And Well, you know, both of you spend a lot more time, I would say, full time. Uh, in the shop than most people do. Mm. Um, so maybe it, it, it is wise, more sage for you to do it. Hearing protection, I'm terrible at, unless somebody forces me to, I don't. But again, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not. Yeah, until I got those headphones, I was really bad about it too. Like for some reason in, in high school, all they worried about was the safety glasses. 
Like, that was a big thing. Like, they didn't really worry about the respirators or mm. the hearing protection so much. And ever since I got the, the earmuffs, now I use, like, a Bluetooth. It's the same thing. It's a, a noise-canceling sort of thing. Um, but ever since I got that, I listen to podcasts and stuff. So I want to put in my hearing protection. Mm, yeah, exactly. It gives you a reason to. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself, even when I'm not doing things noisy, I'm, like, listening to a podcast or something while I'm working, and yep. I just don't take them off. Yeah, so it's where. always there. Yeah. Yeah. Setting yeah. setting a good example that would be something that we uh, don't do enough of that we should strive to do more. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, again, like you said, it's, safety is at your own risk and your own you know comfort level. Uh, I don't think that we're necessarily bastions. You can look it up later. Bastions of of public health and safety as, <laughs> as uh, you know content creators, but but you know we should just think about taking care of ourselves. You know. <laughs> oh, I did, you I'm, know, it I'm almost looking. slipped by me. I I was I was staring at Paul's eyes, and and then, <laughs> and then I realized, oh, Tim just insulted me. That was very slick. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm looking up to you guys, so. <laughs> oh yeah, so gotta we gotta do it for Paul. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what was the? I forgot what I was going to say. I was too busy throwing you under the bus. <laughs> something, something I I used to have more of a problem with when I did it as like a side gig is uh, wearing my good clothes into the shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I would, I would, I'm sure this is super relatable to a ton of people. I used to come home from work. I don't want to change out of my work clothes, you know, my nice work clothes to go into the shop from the office job. And, you know, I'd always end up with some glue or something. Like, I'm super careful not to get any glue on myself, but somehow I end up with that glue that's never going to come out. Yep, that's a definite oops, I did it again. Oh, yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, no, this time for real, it's not going to yep. happen, self. Come on, self. You know it's yeah. okay this time. Just one coat of paint. Am- How, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times that I've done that. Oh, my God. every Embarrassing. Yeah. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> that's why I had to go full-time. <laughs> the only reason I went full-time is just because yeah, then I just have no shop more, clothes and that's No it. more clean pants to work. Yeah. work. I don't <laughs> need to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can honestly say the uh, advantage to never... Well, I had an office job once. That was awful. But, yeah, the advantage of not having an office-type job is when I come home from work, I can go right into the shop. all right uh what else do we need to cover for this um i don't know i i I think uh for a last minute phil ditching us and we had to fend for ourselves i think we did pretty good thank goodness that paul showed up i know i don't know what we would have done without you i know Mm. i know phil phil said he's very sorry that he couldn't make it today yeah it was weird that he wrote sorry in quotes (laughs) you know yeah uh, I don't know, I don't what know that what that's a boot, but uh. yeah, he used that the, the new sarcasm font, you know. But uh, hey. well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's um. Why don't we Why don't we start to sort of wind this down a little bit? Um, because I'm gonna I'm gonna make Phil edit it, so I I don't want that to stay up too late. <laughs> he's, he's got a lot of work to do. To he's got a lot of work out. to do tonight to yeah edit edit Paul out. Um, let's do the what are we watching and who would like to start? Paul would love to go first. All right. Um, one, it's a channel I've been enjoying a lot lately. It's not really making, but it's a, a, like a video making channel. And they just changed the name of the channel. I think it's called 52 Tips with Robin Jonas. And I'm sure we'll link it so you can find it easier. Um, but it's basically these two guys that I think one lives in Sweden and one, and one guy's in the States. And they're like really good friends through uh, video production stuff. And they've done some a lot of jobs together, and, and they're uh, you know separated by distance now, but they still do some work together. And this YouTube channel is, is kind of a collaboration between these two guys who are 
like really pros and make this super high quality content and what they're doing this year is every week it's the 52 things every week they're putting out a new tip for just some uh, subject of, of video making wow. um so like hmm. one time i think they talked about like hyperlapses which are like moving time lapses and they went like they dive into real detail about these like very specific parts of video making or photography like they do they do the whole thing and just the quality of their stuff is is amazing and they really know what they're talking about so it's it's uh really good stuff to pick up on hmm. it's interesting def- have to check that out i don't know yeah. that I'll ever yeah no you need to you need to check is. that out bill yeah, you should really, really check that out. What was the link again? What? Yeah, 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 Tim, you should really check that out. Yeah, I know. I know I should, too. <laughs> All right, um, uh, Officer Bill, uh, what are you working on? Um, well, I, I'd I mean, rather watching. tell you watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> Phil, uh, we need you. <laughs> so, We're falling apart. <laughs> I am subscribed to a video channel called Reina Del Cid, and it's spelled R E I N A D E L C I D. And it's a band. It's a it's a young lady, that's her name, and her guitar playing is and her voice is just blows me away. Her partner in crime is a, a another she she's a good guitarist and a singer, uh, amazing voice. I, I just I love it. But her bandmate Tony she plays guitar like nobody's business I, I can't you would be impressed Tim that's how good she is um, but check out Raina Del Cid they, uh, they have a YouTube channel uh, they tour they they have things called uh, Sunday Mornings with Raina Del Cid where they do a new song every week they do covers they do their own stuff and um, I just when I want to feel relaxed it's that kind of it's kind of like a folksy it's, it's millennials singing folk music basically and it's awesome I'm but what do you say? Check out Reina Del Cid, and I'll leave a link for that. Awesome! I, I like that we're uh, we're stepping outside of the usual uh, woodworking uh, channels for for this week's stuff. Um, I'm going to talk about a woodworking channel now. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually even in the title. Um, may, new to me, and I'm surprised because it's a it's a fairly large channel. It's a KRT Woodworking, uh, and uh, I you oh know, yeah, I, KRT. Yeah. That's we that's, probably mentioned him on the podcast before but uh yeah um, i think phil has and i guarantee you've seen some of his stuff before now oh uh, yeah well that's I, it, it looked familiar but i just i happened to catch one recently of a um uh an instrument that he made someone shared the video with me because of my marimba and it was like a kind of like a tongue drum type thing and it was beautiful just the the, the the craftsmanship and the skill uh real like traditional woodworking stuff that i you know i'm um not necessarily doing but i'm interested in and i would always like to be better at <laughs> if you uh if you delve into his channel a little bit more you're gonna see a lot of untraditional unconventional things that he does and he creates uh yeah just i, I highly recommend i i think i meant hybrid when i said traditional like you know because i could definitely pick okay. that up even from the stuff that i've seen yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, modern woodworking. Yeah, yeah. Awesome I mean, he stuff. makes these amazing jigs and and uses the the router in ways that you know probably shouldn't be, like somebody might say. Huh? <laughs> oh, that you know, jigs. That was one of the things I forgot to mention for our topic too. About like you know, you're gonna go set something up, and you're like, I should set up a jig for this. You're like, or I'll just use my hand. <laughs> you know, how many times have we done that? Like, kind of like your drilling thing. It's like, oh, I could I could set up a little fence on the drill press and put this piece of steel in and then it's like or oh, I could just hold it and then watch it flip out of my hand and spin around and hit me 600 times before I find the off switch there's one <laughs> that was the one I was thinking about for the topic 
<laughs> or you could let go if it starts spinning. I don't know why people. Well, you do, that. but you know, it's yeah, it's you yeah, know, no, I can, I can stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to commit to it. Yeah, yeah. you know, if you start it, you got to finish it. You got to get hurt. You know, you might as well really get hurt. Don't know? turn it off. I'm gonna grab it. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's slowing down. <laughs> it's getting tired. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's uh, a great recommend, Tim. KRT's uh, awesome KRT, channel. yeah. Yeah. It's like some cool wood sculptural stuff too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what I liked about it. It wasn't like, like it wasn't like right angles. Is, yeah, yeah, there was lots of car uh, shapes and, and turns. You and, know, at, at this yeah. point, he's kind of like OG. Uh, he's been around for a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured, I figured that. Yeah. I just I wasn't subscribed to him, and uh, and I was surprised that. But I think I'd seen him before, and I, and I was just really impressed with the latest that I saw. So, uh, so KRT woodworking, and we will put all of those links. On our webpage, which is reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Uh, when I say we, I mean Phil will put all those links <laughs> on our webpage. Uh, probably in a couple weeks, because he's usually late. <laughs> so I'm going to try and do the wrap-up now. Phil actually has a script that he reads. Well, that he references, I should say. Because, you know, we tend to sort of fly from the seat of our pants on this podcast. But I don't have that in front of us. So I'm going to tell you that... If you are looking for Phil Pinsky, you can find him as Phil Pinsky on basically all social media platforms. And you should also check out ironandsoul.com, which is his small tool distribution business that he started, which I just recently, two days ago, I think, got the Canadian press uh, or I, Canadian I parcel well. service notice that my I tools as well. have been mailed out. Although your box is smaller, I was told. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's yeah. still cold. <laughs> Spring is coming. Spring is coming. Um, so that's so that's Phil's stuff. Ironsoul.com. Phil Pinsky on all all the social media stuff. And uh, if you were looking for all things William Lutz, you can go to WilliamLutz.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks. If you're looking for some things about me, you can go to TimSway.net. And if you're looking for some more things about me, you can go to NewPerspectivesMusic.com. And if you're looking you might for even, even find things about me at newperspectives.com to be determined. After we talk to counsel at timsway.net. <laughs> 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 and the contracts have been signed. Um, so that's all the stuff you can find about me. And how about uh, you, uh, Herr Hackman? You can uh, find Pablo. me in your local Starbucks working on my, my, uh, my script, my... My, uh, oh, you're writing code. Uh, oh yeah, writing code in Starbucks. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or jackmanworks.com. Jackmanworks.com. Yeah. Or jackman.works. Really? Yeah. Did you get that? I did. Jackman.works. Jackman.works. I like that. That's very millennial of me. It, it is very millennial of you. Yeah. <laughs> the problem get... is like I don't even promote promote it because I don't think people know that that works. That that's a thing. I was thinking about getting tim.sway or tims.way for just the one time every three months I don't have a new video and I post an old one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know you can loots. do that? Just loots. type in jackman.works and that's yeah. that'll send you Go to into a deep dark loots. hole. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that but I bet most people do now, right? Isn't that something people know? Maybe not you and I, but no, we don't know. We're old. Now you do. Yeah, now we do. But, you know, if if you go to, to jackman.works, which is the same website, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, what's fun about that is that Paul is young enough to where his entire life has been <laughs> recorded on digital media. <laughs> like, like you and I, our baby pictures are on film, right? You know, and yeah, so they're not yeah. on the interwebs. But if you go to jackman.works Stone and you go carving, to his... Yeah. 
you go to his projects page where it shows all his past projects and you start scrolling down you get to the point where he's in diapers making stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's a real interesting trip down memory lane it's uh i remember the first time i did that and i was like like oh there's Paul there's yep. Paul there's Paul who's that kid? Yep. And I was like holy crap that's Paul. <laughs> if you go that way you see the facial hair go away. Yeah, so, so it's sort of the hair gets longer. On it top. shrinks up into your chin and out your head. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's Jackman.works. Okay, what else am I supposed to say? Um, if you uh, have any topic suggestions or anything you would like to tell us or tell us what you like or tell us what you don't like, you can reach us at Bill. At reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And uh, all the good stuff can go to info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Um, all the hate mail should go to phil at uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And oh, all legal quer- <laughs> legal queries go to paul at reclaimedaudio.com. Okay. <laughs> now we have to create it. <laughs> okay. Um, if you would like to support this podcast, you could do something that would be amazing, as Phil keeps telling us. Um, I know about the t-shirts. I'm going to get to that. No, I was just I was just stretching my uh, chest. You're just airing airing yeah. out your man hairs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, leave us a review on iTunes, please. Uh, you might think that it's just this sort of menial task, but it is it's almost it's like saving a kitten. It really is. It's uh, it's almost that important. A millennial kitten. Uh, it's like saving a, a cute little millennial kitten. Yeah. I downloaded iTunes just to review your podcast. You never had iTunes before? No. Really? Okay. That doesn't make sense. Oh, I somebody, somebody posted that we need We're to get to on you. this. There's another platform. Oh, out okay. There. There's another uh, laughable. Is that right? Oh, it's a podcast platform. Yeah. Yeah. There's another. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at laughable.com or something. I, I don't know do if that. you can leave reviews at all those other places, but uh, we'll let Phil deal with all that last week. Okay. What else? Oh, reclaimed audio. Uh, you can also support us on patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, which is our Patreon page where if you do support us there, you can get some extra bonus content. We record a pre-show where we talk basically like we do on the normal show, but we swear. <laughs> There's not much different there. It's a little and, awkward um, sometimes because we don't normally swear, so sometimes it's forced. It's like, oh heck, you know. Yeah, like oh, I have we're, to. We're getting I have better. To, right, I have to force myself to sound like a guy that swears now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, but it's you know it's just some some more of us you know talking and and a Patreon for any dollar amount you you get that extra content and it all helps us greatly. But if you pay one particular fee that's on there. You can pay to support Paul Jackman's show. <laughs> Thanks again, Keith. Uh, Much appreciated. No, but, ser- but seriously, Patreon.com. Uh, but in the, if that's not your thing, you don't want to like commit to you know more than one week. Uh, there, another great way you could support us is by purchasing one of our T-shirts. We have a few available, and they're in my van right now. <laughs> I'm going to be selling them out of the back of my van this week. Um, of course they are. If you go to, <laughs> it sounds like a musician. Yeah, no, no, seriously, no. They're in the back of the van. You can buy a CDs too. Yeah, yeah, I have plenty of CDs for sale. Uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com there's a link to take you to the shirts which just take you to my Etsy store which explains the whole deal because you can just get this basic reclaimed audio shirt which is a high quality cotton shirt with the white print it's beautiful or you can let me screw it all up for you and you can see how and why there if you don't know yet so uh, I think that's pretty much everything thank you very much uh, Paul for covering for Phil we really appreciate it um, you know I don't know what we would have done without you it's, uh, it's been an honor and a, and a, and a privilege yeah. and hey, sorry sorry go- Sorry, Before Phil, that, I, that I've uh, replaced you. you know. 
We'll see what happens next week. Yeah, we'll see what happens next week. We'll talk about that say, later. I think I the writing's give, on the wall there. I don't do this all the time anymore, but I, would, I do want to give a shout-out. Um, Doug wrote a very nice letter to me. He is uh, going to purchase one of my guitars, but what he actually was saying is that he listens to the podcast, he loves us, he appreciates what we do, and we matter. The letter was beautiful and amazing, Doug. Thank you so much. Um, this guy used to be in uh, uh, in show business where he would build sets and things like that for years and years and years. It just got to a point where he got burnt out. So he says, now I don't do anything for a living that has to do with making, but when I come home, I get to make, and it matters, and you guys are there with me because of the podcast. So, Doug, thank you. Just wanted to say, and I know you're listening, so I just want to say thank you for all of us, and thank you for me for uh, buying a guitar. Yeah, so say we all. So say we all. Okay, I think that about wraps it up. Thank you all very much, everybody. Phil, we do miss you. Uh, we like throwing you under the bus every once in a while, though, so if you feel like taking another week off, we still have it in us, I think. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, Phil, um, we, we, we thank you for, for letting Paul sit in for you, and uh, we will see you next week. We'll see all of you, or hear, you'll hear us, I guess. We're not really going to see or hear any of you, unless you leave comments on iTunes. <laughs> and I think that's about it. So, everybody, be good. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, you, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Or not. <laughs>